Friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am one of your hosts, Precious D. And I'm the other one of your hosts, Honey Bee. Honey Bee and I are two best friends who are making our way through the history of kaiju movies, starting with 1933's King Kong and moving forward chronologically, although occasionally we accidentally <laughs> miss something. And we almost missed this one, even though I knew it was coming. I don't know. It fell off my list somehow, and then I had to put it back on. Because we are now up to 1986 and another King Kong movie, King Kong Lives. This is the last time that Kong will be done with any sort of practical effects. It's a guy in a suit again. Next time we see him, it'll all be CGI. Unfortunately, maybe this is too soon to say this. It is, in fact. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to wait. Carry on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It is directed by, well, this is a sequel to the 76 King Kong, 10 years later. Mm -hmm. Directed by John Gillerman. <clears throat> it is produced once again by Dino De Laurentiis, and it is uh, 105 minutes. The budget was 18 million. The box office was 48.9 million. Uh, how big is King Kong in this? Man, he someone says little... it at some point. Like he's so he's blah 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 feet, but. <laughs> I, I literally, my note literally is, I'm pretty sure, blah, 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 feet. <laughs> because whatever the person said after that was what I what was more important to me and what I heard. And I didn't rewind it. No, I'm not. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure. I think he's a little bigger than he was originally. Well, he's probably about the same size as he was in the 76 version, but bigger than mm-hmm. the original version. Shoot, I had a kill count here, and now the computer's being belligerent, but I believe it's about 36 people. Okay. Oh, the kill count? Yes, the kill count. 36 people. I'm not sure if that includes Kong. So, uh, yeah, 10 years to make a sequel. It stars Brian Kerwin as Hank Mitchell, Linda Hamilton as Dr. Amy Franklin. You know what? As much as I like Linda Hamilton, I could not have told you the name of her character in this movie. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure that they say it often enough. I know they talk about no, Hank a few times or Mitch. Like lady scientist. Yeah. Mrs. Lady Scientist. Yes. Peter Elliott as King Kong, and he actually gets a credit. John Ann yeah. as Lieutenant Colonel Archie Nevitt, but not that John Ashton, a different John Ashton. 
George Yasumi as Lady Kong. Which brings me to what I was going to say is, unfortunately, <laughs> it's two guys in a suit. <laughs> I felt so betrayed at the end of the movie when the credits rolled and I realized that Lady Kong was a man <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yes, it's a man in a gorilla suit, not a woman in a gorilla suit. How dare they? Uh, and Benjamin Keachley is Baby Kong. <laughs> Frank <laughs> Maradin as Dr. Benjamin Hughes, Peter Michael Getz as Dr. Andrew Ingersoll, Jimmy Ray Weeks as Major Pete, Jimmy Wiggins as Boyfriend, Mary Swafford as Girlfriend, Michael Forrest as Vance, Leon Ripley as Will, Herschel Sparber as Jay, Wallace Merck, Merck as Chigger, Dean Whitworth as Scruffy, Jonathan Canfield as Jump Ranger 1, Jack Wheeler Twin as Officer Number 1, Jack Wheeler Twin as Officer Number 2. I don't remember there being twins. I think they're telling me that one guy was pretending... Oh, no, no, Joe. Sorry, Joe Wheeler. So they were real twins. Jack and Joe Wheeler were twin officers, I guess. I did not notice that at all. Did you? No. (laughs) David Hartzell as Sergeant Number One, Patrick Webb as Infantry Man, Infantry Man, Greg Hendrickson as Jump Ranger Two, Jim Grimshaw as Sergeant Robin Cahill as Maslansky, Matt Toddy as Sergeant Tucker, and Rod Davis as TV reporter. There you go. There's our cast. There it is, folks. Linda Hamilton said about this movie: "I'm happy that I don't have to get picked up by the monkey." And become the object of his desire. I save Kong and it's nice to play someone who is not hysterical and dramatic and intense all the time. But she still had to show her boob. So don't know what that was about. No, she did not. She was turned the other way. No, no. There's a when she's getting out of the it's PG-13 and it probably could have got a PG if it weren't for her getting out of the sleeping bag. I guess I missed it. How did yeah, I? Yeah, no, she turns move? away to change her that wet is shirt. Very unlike me. <laughs> she turned. Well, if you bl- you must have blinked because if you blink, you miss it. But it's in there just long enough yeah, to make so. it awkward for children or for parents with children. The children <laughs> don't care. <laughs> it's awkward for the parents, not for the children. <laughs> yeah, she turns around to change her shirt, and we see that she's not wearing a bra. But there's just uh, enough brief nudity to bump this up to a PG-13 and. Make it so you got to edit it when you show it on TV. And I like, there was just no reason for it. I just found it kind of annoying. Damn, I missed it. You did. You did. You can go back and put it in slow motion if you want. It just seems so <laughs> unnecessary and, and, you know, didn't advance the plot or anything. It was our not so tepid romance, I guess. Yeah, I feel like this guy in the beginning, yeah. M- Mitchell, Mr. Mitchell. He, uh, you know, he, he starts out as the, like the douchey money hungry guy, but actually in this film over time, he kind of becomes the, like the good guy. And that was kind of different. (laughs) Something that we haven't seen in Kong movies before. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's a little, I was gonna say he's a little bit of a denim in the beginning, but then kind of starts regretting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he mostly regrets yeah. it because he meets a pretty lady and she's upset. So, well, no, that's not that's not all there is to it because the, the <laughs> there is a little bit of the does the gorilla have a crush on him thing. People refer to her as his girlfriend, and 
Oh yeah. No one else can. And he does, he is the one that gets picked up at one point. So, all right, well, let's get into the plot of the movie, I guess from Wikipedia. Thank you. Wikipedia. After being shot down from the World Trade Center, so we get a recap of the previous movie. They show us the last few moments. Just, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have to watch the Just end directly all over lifted again. From the so sad. Previous movie. Uh, but after being shot down, Kong is revealed to have been revived from his death and has been kept in a coma for about 10 years at the Atlantic Institute. I was really confused. As to why, like, what the I don't point understand the whole thing is. what we're doing here. Like, why are right. we keeping... Yeah. First of all, why are we keeping Kong alive? Second of all, if we found another one, then what the fuck? <laughs> There's so many... I have so many questions about this. I don't really understand right. what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. What are we so, doing? Somehow... It's like the last time he was alive, he's like scaling right. buildings and like smashing people. What do you think is going to happen when he like wakes up? I don't understand. I mean, it's scientists doing science shit, I guess, but through a university and it's not clear what the university is hoping to get out of this other than just some prestige, maybe. So the, yeah, this Atlantic Institute, which appears to be some kind of university. They talk about not other universities getting it, getting the Lady Kong or whatever. Anyway, they, I guess, uh, somehow <laughs> got custody of the body, which was not quite dead. They, I don't understand how this, <laughs> how we got here, and they don't explain how they got to the body and mm-hmm. rigged up some sort of giant life support. Before it was too late to be able to do anything. And have just kept him in this coma for 10 years. Right. And in that 10 years, artificial heart technology has successfully been developed. So they've been keeping him on some sort of respirator and, you know, pumping device. But they're going to implant. Their plan is to implant an artificial heart. The first successful artificial heart in a in a human was 1982 so a pretty new thing when this movie was made they were kicking around ideas for sequels for quite a while and uh, this was the one they pitched that de laurentis thought oh yes that could work that's of course it's ridiculous but it makes just enough sense that people will buy it but yeah, you can't think about it too hard because you're like, how do they keep him alive long enough to get him to this institute and get him hooked up to everything? And then they just keep him alive for 10 years. It's yeah, it's weird. And what and why? Yeah. And like, why? For what? Like what he was. It, it, when I the guess la- the idea I, is, you know, he is a unique scientific specimen and they want to study him. But all they seem to be doing is have him lay there on a slab and having machines keep him alive. They don't talk about, you know, we've been trying to figure out how he grew so large or doing genetic analysis or anything like that. It just all seems to be a medical procedure, not a scientific research procedure. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned they spent $7 million. I'm not sure if that was just on the heart or on the whole project. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's been under the care of surgeon Dr. Amy Franklin. In order to save Kong's life, Dr. Franklin must perform a heart transplant and give Kong a computer-monitored artificial heart. However, he has lost so much blood that a transfusion is badly needed, and to complicate matters, Franklin says there's no species of ape or another animal whose blood type matches Kong. And you know what? Even if it did, how are you going to get enough of it to be of any use? Like, if if your blood type exactly matched King Kong's, you don't have enough blood in you to to give him. If you gave him every drop you had, it wouldn't be enough to make yeah. any difference. Uh, enter Hank Mitch Mitchell, adventurer and love interest, who travels to Borneo. This is not a, this is not strictly accurate, as he theorizes that Borneo and the island from the first film were once part of the same landmass, and captures a giant female ape, who is dubbed Lady Kong. Okay, he. Yes, he does that, but not for this reason. He's already in Borneo. He has already traveled to Borneo, and he's just fucking around there. I'm not sure what he's what he's doing, but he stumbles across Lady Kong. He doesn't go there explicitly looking for her to perform a transfusion. He just coincidentally discovers this ape when they need for her on purpose. But I guess it gets into all the newspapers, and so they call him up trying to make a deal and he claims he's got other offers. He probably does, but they're they're like, you can sell them to someone else later. We just need her blood. But eventually they work something out and agree to buy the ape from him. So, uh, he brings her to the Institute to use her blood for King Kong's operation. The transfusion and the heart transplant are success. There's this conversation that, like, happens here, too, where there's, like, we, we can't bring a female here. And the guy's like, why? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, can we just think about this for a second? Yeah. If something that big wants to fuck something that big, like, dude, you cannot have an animal, like, <laughs> that big. Like, you cannot, like, this is, what do you mean, why? I'm just so confused. And her ans- her answer was... We're not lancing a hemorrhoid here. We're replacing a heart. I'm like, that yeah, is I, not I mean, why. that is what she meant, but she did not explain it very well. Yeah, she meant exactly what you're saying, but she didn't explain it well. So anyway, they they decided to go ahead and try it anyway, and they have her in another room with a big tube, I think. They don't have her in the same room with him. And then as soon as it's done, they they take her miles away. Uh, But the operation, they almost dropped the heart. (laughs) It's on a big old crane. And she has to use this crazy big razor, rotary razor, two-handed thing. Yeah. To cut him open with, which she still does herself. I mean, she's a surgeon. She's a surgeon. She has expertise with surgeon's tools, and this is not that. No, but then again, nobody else is going to. This is not a tool that anybody normally uses. You just have to, you have to see it. But I thought it was interesting that they had her using it personally. Which yeah. I guess she has to, but also it looked really heavy and as big as she was. 
uh, I don't know. I guess, you know, if you were making this film now, you'd have it being operated <laughs> remote controlly. You know, she'd have a joystick or something to make it go <laughs> or be using a computer or something. Uh, anyway, they uh, yeah. do the transplant and everything and uh, take her to some facility miles away and then have a big gala dinner <laughs> party thing cocktail party or something to celebrate and everybody's like in tuxedos and shit <laughs> but while this is yeah the and the and we and like as soon as kong like all, all this is happening and like kong wakes up this guy the first thing he says is like that horny son of a bitch and i'm just like ugh gross like how annoying like ew like he's like reaching for her <laughs> it feels like a very like love type thing yeah. and then this guy just makes it cheap they're calling for each other he, well who knows how long it's been since he's seen another member of his species at least 10 years well yeah apparently dino dino de laurentis was like no you can't have a lady ape? What are you talking about? And then they said to him, well, he had to have a mother. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Right, okay. Sure, that uh, works. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? I mean, the thing is, we never do know much about why is there Kong? How old is much he? Less, where is did it, too? Where Where are his parents? Why aren't they? I mean, in the original, a year later, we get a son, but we don't know where his mother was. We don't know what kind of population, you know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense biologically. There None must of it be makes any sense. Of... We just, we just respect it because it was the first one. So <laughs> right. we're just paying our respects, but none of it makes any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he does, he wakes up and he can smell her nearby and, and breaks out <laughs> and goes to find her. Duh. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Uh, Yeah, Wikipedia just says, but Kong escapes along with Lady Kong. Yeah, they s escape right to Honeymoon Bend or some shit. Honeymoon Ridge. <laughs> when they find out that the, the doctor and, the, and, and Mitch go looking for them and uh, find them and camp out to watch them. Oh, she's got a big old heart monitor thing. Like a suitcase-sized heart monitor that uh, can remotely both monitor his heart and make adjustments. It's like a computer thing. Which the guy asks her if it's her makeup bag, which is yeah. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Oh, so that annoying. Well, and the your joke is that kit. it's huge. Is it your it's kit? yeah, and he's and it's a huge. You know, he thinks he's being funny because it's so big that that would be a ridiculous amount That's of makeup said. to to have. She does not get as annoyed as she ought to by that stupid joke. Yeah. I also, I found the note. It says that it's when the cop is like calling in that Kong and Lady Kong have escaped. And he's like, they're approximately blah, 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 tall and wearing their birthday suits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> wearing their birthday suits like they're naked. Well, they're, yeah. I mean, they're gorillas. They're... Yeah. Hi, this is Linda Miller, and you are listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. 
I saw this movie in the theaters, Honeybee. Wow. Yeah, I was very excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I remembered, because I I rewatched it when it became available to buy digitally. I uh, watched it again. I think even before that, I just acquired a copy, and then it became officially available when we started doing this show. I rewatched it, and I didn't remember a lot of the details, but I definitely remembered the basic premise that they did a heart yeah. transplant. <laughs> that and part there I was like a lady Kong. Yes. Yeah. And things get very spicy and weird. So yeah. shout out to all the furries out there. You may be into this, you little kinksters. Or, <laughs> honestly, this may be the reason there are furries, because it gets a little weird. It's like, there are some scenes <laughs> that just feel like awkward between... Because it's two, it's because it's two people in suits, you know, and it's uh-huh. just like, it just gets a little. At first, I was like, "Am I? Do I just feel awkward?" And then at certain points, I was like, "No, no, this is definitely, this is definitely." Weird. <laughs> I did want to mention that uh, Lady Kong, not Queen Kong, because we don't want to, ugh, we don't mm-hmm, want to mm-hmm. reuse that name. Lady Kong. <laughs> is more brownish. King Kong is has black fur and Lady Kong has brown fur and I think that's just so we can more easily tell them apart. Tell them apart when yeah. they're standing right next to each other. Oh, and the the human romance advances because it's cold and wet out. And so they bone. Well, they go camping. They're they're observing and they set up camp and she has brought a back a, a, a sleeping bag and he has not. <laughs> There's just the one <laughs> sleeping bag. And so he must sleep prepared... on top of her. <laughs> yeah. He's prepared to just sit down and sort of lean on a rock. And then she takes pity on him and opens up the sleeping bag. But she could have just let him in. She could have just said, Hey, it's cold. Get in the sleeping bag with me. But no, it has to become a, you know, Hey, let's sleep together thing. Hey, come on over here, big fella. Get, get and, inside uh, my yeah. sleeping bag. And I mean, I know it's the 80s, but you know, they and they are they're moving on movie time and all of that, but it's just, you know, she barely knows him. And just <laughs> recently she thought he was a creep, but now she's all like, "Yeah, come on over here." They could have just snuggled in the sleeping bag to keep warm, but no, they definitely no, do it. Negative. They take off all their they clothes in the sleeping it. bag. <laughs> and what what is the problem though? When they wake up the next morning, and what is the issue though? Is is Kong missing or is so heart's they not working, they or? wake up? No, they wake up and Kong is gone, and there are people stealing Lady Kong. They're like crop dusting the like area to like knock them out, and yeah. they're stealing Lady Kong and. And Kong, like, rolls up on this scene. Like, he walks up like, oh, what the fuck? And, like, this is the first time that we see him jump, which is really cool. And he does it a few times throughout the movie. But he jumps into gorilla stance. It was super dope. (laughs) Yeah, the government's just there, like, you know, with guns and tanks and and their planes crop dusting some sort of, like, I guess it's a sleepy chemical or if it's just, like, yeah. so they can't see. But anyways, they steal her. They steal yes. Lady Kong. They pew, 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 pew. And something <laughs> that I noticed in this movie um, with the government and the pew, pew is there's no toy vehicles. There's no toy tanks, no toy trucks. 
they all look like they're all real trucks. Like, I was like, oh, we're like kind of getting out of the toy era. Well, there are some near the end, but most of it is, most of it's real stuff. And they've just do, just do some, you know, split screen work or whatever. But there are a few things in the big fight at the end where he picks up. Or steps on various mm-hmm. vehicles. They just did a really good job with them. I think he's not that much bigger, so the models can be bigger and therefore more detailed and look more real, I think might be part of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, like when he throws the boulder at the truck, like that moment was super cool. Like, because we see the boulder in his hand and it looks really small, but then when he like throws it at the truck and we see the, the boulder actually as big as the truck and smash the truck, it was like a really, it was a really good effect. Yeah, I think in general the effects are are pretty good. I'm not going to say this is a great movie, but I think the effects look pretty decent. Uh, You know, I mean, I I always kind of feel like eh about King Kong, and it sucks, but it's true. My favorite King Kong was the cartoon that we watched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're in luck. There are more cartoons to come. Yay! I mean, I think that, like, this is a close second, though. Like, it was, like, the cartoons and then this. And and this isn't, like, great, but I felt the same way about the last movie. I'm like, it's good, but it's just not great. It's just kind of like, eh, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, Okay, back to our summary. Archie Nevitt, an insane army lieutenant colonel, (laughs) is called in (laughs) with his men to hunt down and kill the two apes. Lady Kong is captured alive by Nevitt's troops and imprisoned. Kong falls from a cliff and is presumed dead. However, as Franklin and Mitchell soon discover, Kong's artificial heart is beginning to give out, forcing them to attempt a jailbreak. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And also, I just want to say, at some point it rains here, and I bet Kong stinks so bad in the rain. (laughs) Like, it's, like, probably, like, wet dog times a billion. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine, like, it's just raining, and he just, like, shakes the rain off of them like a dog. Like, King Kong, though, you're dead. Yeah. Oh, it's Lady Kong they're trying to break out of jail. Not King. Okay. Yeah, it would make no sense to break him him out if if he's presumed dead, but... Yeah, when he jumps in the water, he hits his head on a rock, and then, like, the water gets bloody... And so they think, like, he's dead, but they never find a body. Yeah. But they, they decide to uh, just basically force their way into the... Well, now at one point they get permission from the president to... Or the secretary of defense or somebody, somebody higher up to come check on Lady Kong. And... Uh, then they come back later and, and break her out. But they, I think they do it by just sort of rushing the, the guards. Yeah. Yeah. And when they, and then when they do check on her, um, they're like, uh, the lady scientist character, she's like, Kong's alive. She feels it. And I feel it too. Right. Yeah. That was weird. Oh, that was, that was very sciencey of her. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing they have her locked in is sort of underground, partly underground. It's kind of like a mm-hmm. silo. Maybe they're keeping her in a missile silo. I don't know. Because there's a big round door th- thing, you know, that's that's that opens into two pieces. And it's on mm-hmm. some kind of a, you know, winch mechanism. And they start opening it and then somebody overrides it 
the military figures out what's going on and somebody overrides it, but then Kong comes along and just forces it open. And there's a lot of tension. Yeah. With the, the motor is trying, you know, is trying to go the different direction from him. And he, he manages to get her up and, and out. But first, they just make Wookiee noises at each other <laughs> yeah. for, like, ever. They're just like... <laughs> the jailbreak is successful thanks to Kong, who has survived the fall and breaks his mate out. After being followed, attacked, and shot by the military, Kong kills Lieutenant Colonel Nevitt and dies slowly Smash. near a military base on a farm. Oh, I skipped, a, I skipped the line where, it's, where, the, where, they, where it says, they discover that Lady Kong is pregnant with Kong's offspring. It's a little unclear how much time has passed. At some point, when she first goes in and checks on Lady Kong, she asks, like, how long has she been acting like this? And the guy says, like, three or four months. And I was like, whoa, shit, how much time has passed? Yeah, one, there's also a thing... So I guess Kong's been presumed dead for a long time, but he's been off healing mm-hmm. up, I guess. Eating eating alligators. Mitch has gone to Borneo to try and acquire some land to make a, like a preserve and has come back with good news. So, and that's why they want to see her. And that's how they've gotten permission mm-hmm. to see her. So this has all taken a couple of months. And she says uh, something to somebody about uh well you know mitch and i'm like oh do we know him now <laughs> this is also <laughs> implying some time do has passed you know mitch? <laughs> because she barely knew him before but now she knows him well enough to go oh well you know that's what he's like I'm like okay <laughs> guess we're all old friends now yeah but we also get a really nice kong window moment in this movie and i would like to point out that it's a couple and you last the last few times that we've talked about this we've been like is this a kong window moment and it's like it would be but they like they're not like in a bathtub or like in a towel or something yeah and so kind of the rule is like it's not necessarily a kong moment unless they're naked or doing naked activities but this couple seems to almost be doing naked, like they're getting ready to do naked activities right so i kind of feel like it's a like perfect kong window moment because being caught in in a vulnerable or compromising position i guess is what uh what really makes it and yeah they are trying to have a private moment <laughs> Uh, is it Kong or Lady Kong? I can't remember which one. It's Kong. Like. So that it's, must it's be Kong. the yeah. the boyfriend and girlfriend that are mentioned in the credits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'd forgotten about be. that. Uh, but anyway, Kong. After all of this effort and things we've gone through in ten years, Kong ends up dead again. Yeah, uh, but th- there's so much that happens though. It's like. There's, like, these weird... He gets buried in rocks at one point. These, like, oh, yeah. this group of, like, oh right. Oh, people, God. Like, yes, all the townies, all the hillbillies. Rocks, he, like, they, so yeah. there's a really weird... Okay, there seems to be some general... At one point, there's some public support for Kong. And we also get... When Lady mm-hmm. Kong comes, we get that same... The reporters are being are getting her riled up and... But she doesn't go on a rampage. The guy manages to calm her down. But there's the whole world seems to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the world in general, I think, at least at some point, becomes aware that Kong is... Well, they know that she's coming to give a transfusion to Kong so they can try to do this implant. There doesn't seem to be any sort of counter-movement. There should be 
some people object. There should be relatives of people that King Kong killed 10 years ago <laughs> who are opposed yeah, to this whole thing. In this movie, she's like, oh, Kong, you've killed now. Nothing will stop them from killing you. And I'm like, didn't he kill in the yes. first movie too? There should, yes. And th- there should definitely be grieving relatives who do not want Kong revived, who are appalled at the money that's been spent to keep him alive. It's not clear if any of this is public money. I mean, what? Is, how is this institute funded? If it's a university, that, it's that probably... One guy, that one guy in the beginning is like, I've put $7 million into this and blah, 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 blah. Like, I right. think he's the Well, it's not clear if, he, if he's just the budget guy for the institute. I don't think it's his money personally. But I think he's authorized. Oh, he's authorized it. I thought. I thought he was like the investor. He might be. It's not. It's not clear. It might be his money, or it mm-hmm. might. He might just mean you know the university has spent this money that I authorized. But it just seems there should be people objecting to Kong being <laughs> revived. Yeah, because what the fuck are we doing here? And then, uh, but then when they're running around loose. Then we get these these drunken vigilantes, and when the military guy object, he's like, "Are those guns loaded?" And when the guy says, "Yeah," and so are we. He's like, "You idiots! You're gonna end up shooting yourselves." And yeah, there's a whole bit with the 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 Hicks hunting Kong and blowing some stuff up and trapping him in some rubble, and then they start just tormenting yeah. him, and one of the guys objects. And Kong goes. But I did like the part where one of them is like, hey, hey, don't if you want to kill him. okay, just do it. But don't torture him. Don't torment him. That's not okay." And yeah, they don't listen to that guy at all. (laughs) Uh, I can't remember. That guy, he he leaves before Kong kills everybody. He's like, I'm going to church. Right. (laughs) And Kong uh, eats one of them or at least bites him in half. No, he actually swallows. Oh, he he rips him in half and then eats him. Yes. Yes, because the original original Kong could just bite things and spit them out, but this one gets to actually <laughs> chop stuff and swallow it. And then, like, like he was like picking his teeth, like ah ha ha, delicious. Oh, and there's that part where they're like, uh, he can't still be alive out there. A creature that size needs, you know, X number of pounds of protein, protein. a day. How could he get it? And then they show him eating an alligator, and a bunch of they use an actual little baby alley first there's a the guy in the suit picks up a little you know baby alligator or juvenile alligator and acts like he's gonna eat it and then they cut to a close-up of an adult alligator to make it seem less (laughs) horrible cute (laughs) yeah make it seem less cute and less distressing that he's about to tear this thing in half and eat it (laughs) Uh, but anyway, in the end, yes, after 10 years and $7 million, Kong ends up dead again. And there there just doesn't seem... Oh, but then we uh, cut to Borneo. Oh, there, he's laying there dying, and his wife is... Wife. His mate has just given birth. <laughs> Lady Kong has just given birth, and uh, baby Kong just talk about climbs up on top of her and walks... awkward this is. Like, we got to talk about how fucking awkward this scene is because it's like, it's like, <sighs> Lady Kong gives birth and then like, 
Kong, King Kong is like, he's like dying because he's taken a lot of heat from like all of the shooting and yeah. all of the fire, which he took a lot of people out too, but he's like taken a lot. And then there's just these two fucking people, like these humans in the room. And they're just like, tell, like animals have instincts and they know like what to do. Like when you have a baby, you like know how to carry it. You know what to do with it. And these people are like, he's like, show, he, like the dude's like, yeah. Mitch is like, show, show him, show him his son. And then she like thinks about it and like shows the baby. And then later she's like, reach out Kong, reach yes. out. And I'm like, why are these people? It's so awkward that these people are just like sitting here, like standing here in this like, and then, like, directing these animals, right. like, what to do with their little animal baby. It was just like, oh, God, this scene is so awkward. I mean... <laughs> and I know it's not supposed to be. Like, I get, like, how it's supposed to be and everything. But it's just like, God, like, the people... Sh- it was just so unnecessary. Like, yeah. when she had the baby, sh- she should have just, like, had a moment with the baby, then handed it to Kong. And then Kong should have, like, had his moment with the baby and then died. And there should have been no people telling them like what to do or how to do it it was just so <laughs> awkward yeah i guess the director just didn't trust that and felt they needed the human input <laughs> that we needed to feel as the audience we needed to feel present in the scene as the human Ugh. characters are representing us i don't know but yeah i think you're right it could have yeah. worked it could have worked just fine without all the human <laughs> instruction. Yes. Yeah, it was so awkward. It ends with her back, Lady Kong and her son back in in Borneo, and they're going to be able to live peacefully in the jungle. Yeah. But is this the end of the giant ape population? We don't know. Who knows? Definitely not. Who knows? But I do have to say, there were some things in the movie, some cool, like some little things that I... Let's see in my notes here that we didn't talk to talk about. There's this point where there's like these two teenage boys, you know, and they're like looking at this cool car, and then Kong just like comes by and like steps on the car, and it's like, oh no, my dad's gonna kill me. And I thought that was so funny because that's just like I just we see that so much like throughout time, like oh no, my dad's gonna kill me with like this car, you know, so funny. And then something else that I thought was hysterical was the golf when these those guys are golfing and the golf ball yes. hits Kong in the face and it's just like dink and he's just like what the fuck ah! and they all take off running it was so funny yeah. i thought that was really funny there is that definite section where they're trying to turn it into a comedy but that's mm-hmm. not the tone through the whole movie it struck me as a little weird i also thought why is your dad gonna kill you the car was just there in the driveway where it belonged and all you were doing <laughs> was looking at it it's not your fault. Yeah, it was literally, it was, yeah, it was just like that thing, you know, like, you, it was just like that thing. It's just the thing of the times, like, yeah. in the 80s, you know, yeah. like, even like that 70s show, you know, that's a huge, like, thing. It's like the car and dad's going to kill me. Yeah. Whatever. It's just like Ferris a whole Bueller. thing. Cameron and yes, Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Yes, Ferris Bueller, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you've got a per- um, yeah, you didn't else. actually do anything, kid. Just <laughs> show them the news reports. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe the car wasn't supposed to be, like, sitting in the driveway. Maybe it was supposed to be in the garage, and he put it in the driveway to, like, show off to his friends and then smash. (laughs) 
But something else about this movie that I really loved um, and found kind of shocking at moments was when they cuss, because we have seen like a few cuss words in these movies, but it's not like this one. This one, they're very like, kind of like in your face about it, I guess uh-huh. I would say. Like when they cuss, they, they're just really driving home like, son of a bitch. And they say it like they're different cuss words, and I really loved that. I really enjoyed it. I love I love swear words. Um, <laughs> I love cussing. I just enjoy it so much. I know people like sometimes think that cussing makes you dumb or ignorant, but I just don't give a fuck. I love it so much. I can't quite explain it. I remember the first time I ever did it, and I love it as much now as I love it th- as I did then. And I just love that. I just love that they cussed in this movie. At first, it, it was shocking to me. Like when the first guy. He's like, son of a bitch. I was like, whoa, oh, 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 gosh. Did he just, because we haven't really seen that yet. So I was really excited for that, too. I guess or that, like uh, swear words. it was, it was good. That contributed to the PG-13 rating, I guess. I, 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 yeah. I didn't notice it that much. Um, I mean, yeah, I would be. Yeah, like a good three or four times. I mean, I, yeah, they were trying to, I guess, make this an adult movie or at least a teenage movie rather than a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. If... Yeah. Cause we do see some like, uh, like sexy, I guess not. It's not sexy, please. It's not <laughs> sexy, but it, it does like, there is some like sexual tension stuff going on in mm-hmm. this movie. Which kind of we know, especially through the eighties and the nineties, and even in the like early two thousands, and even now, honestly. But it's like there's kind of this thing in movies where it's like teenagers having sex, blah, like all everywhere, and it's just like there's a, mostly in this movie, it's just two dudes in a in big furry <laughs> costumes, so. But there's also a little bit of, like, human stuff, too, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess King Kong movies have always been adult movies, but to me, it, it always kind of seemed like something that kids ought to be able to enjoy or something that would appeal to kids. A giant gorilla is something that, uh, you know, kind of like dinosaurs, is just something that kids would probably be excited about. And I'm just not sure how much you want to cut children off from your potential audience. I don't know that you necessarily want to go in the other direction too far and end up with, you know, the Kong cartoon show. But it's uh, it's a balancing act, I guess. And sometimes the balance tips one way or the other. I thought the Kong cartoon show was fantastic. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I loved well, it. And this, but this does take a uh, second place for me as far as Kong movies go. And like, there was a lot of shit that didn't make sense, but we always get that in these films. And I thought as far as like Kong films, there was like the most, um, actual storyline in this one. Whereas some of the past ones, it's just kind of like absolutely ridiculous. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like with, what was it? Dwan uh-huh. or... You know, yeah. and then before that, just like the the bimbo character, like there wasn't any of that in this. There was a lot of character development with the Mitch character. And so I think that this is probably second place for me as far as Kong things go so far. But it's still just like, 
It just, I know Kong was first, but it just doesn't compare to kind of like the other things that we've seen, like Godzilla and, you know, like it's great. It's, it's, I would say it's good, but it's still just kind of like, eh, you know, I just, it's good. It's, this is definitely by far the best, uh, live action that we've seen. What are you going to rate this one, honeybee? Eh, man. I guess I'm gonna rate it a f- four. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe if I think a four. Okay. Four is good. Uh, I think I'm just gonna give it a three. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I always enjoy seeing Linda Hamilton, and I do appreciate that she yeah. didn't have to just stand around screaming. This was just mm-hmm. two years after Terminator, and. Terminator 2 had not come out yet. So I really enjoyed her. I didn't really care about the guy at all. And there's just so much nonsense. I also, yeah, what what you're saying about how, what are we doing here? There's yeah. no clear. I mean, you do have two different organizations making decisions. You've got a university and you've got the military, but there's no coordination. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this time and effort has been spent keeping Kong alive but nobody seems to have sat down and discussed why are we keeping alive? What is our goal? What is our purpose? Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, we got to go to all this trouble to keep him alive. Oh, no, he's tearing shit up. We got to kill him. And mm-hmm. maybe some policy should have been agreed upon by all the parties involved. Yeah. And under what conditions would that policy change? That's what I want from a political candidate, a clear Kong policy. <laughs> what is, Senator, what is your Kong plan? What is your Kong agenda? Oh, my word. <sighs> Where do the two parties stand on the Kong issue? Are our precious tax dollars keeping this animal alive? <laughs> Uh, all right, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up for King Kong Lives until King Kong he lives. doesn't. Aww. But, it, it, but he makes a whole baby. So, I mean, he lives on. I think that's the point is like he leaves, you know, he lives through. He lives on through the ages because he has a kid okay, or some shit like that. Uh, you can buy it and rent it on all the things. The only... Blu-ray I'm aware of is an import from New Zealand or someplace. So good luck with that. It's on Shout Factory TV if you subscribe to that. But otherwise, you gotta um, you gotta buy it or rent it on Vudu or Amazon or any one of those things. It's good though. I I recommend it. I do. Yeah. I if, recommend watching. If you care yeah. about King Kong, you should definitely watch it. Totally. Next week, we will be talking about a, well, this wasn't a remake. This was a sequel, but we'll be talking about a remake. We'll be doing a 1988's remake of The Blob. Yay, The Blob. The Blob. <laughs> Same situation. It's available to rent and buy places, but it's not streaming free anywhere. So uh, until next week, remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please, don't misuse science.
We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.